Welcome back, everybody. It's a special late night edition of the Every Adrian Brody Movie in Chronological Order podcast, aka BrodyCast. I'm Spencer for real this time, and I'm joined as always by Adam and Greg. How's it going, guys? It's great. It's going great. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Especially so good. Yeah. All right. Well, we just got done, just fresh off the boat. We just got done with the last time I committed suicide. Is that right? That's yes, the title that of the movie. Is, the last time the I committed suicide, the 1997 flick directed by Stephen K, um, starring Adrian Brody, Thomas Jane, Keanu Reeves, Gretchen Maul. Who else was in there? Claire. A young Amy Smart. She was, young Amy she Smart. was in there. Claire Forlani. Forlani. Oh, yeah. And that one girl from Harper. CSI uh, with red hair, whose yes. name is escaping me at the moment. But yes. she was in it, too. That one. Okay. Um, this was a very bizarre, uh, stylish, stylish film, if that's fair to say. Uh, it is loosely based, I think, um, on a letter written by one of the key figures of the beat generation, like the 60s sort of counterculture movement, Neil Cassidy, uh, to Jack Kerouac, which allegedly um, this letter sort of inspired on the road. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that's the case, but that's what I read on the New York Times, so it must be true. Um, I think what inspired on the road was just was Neil Cassidy in general, just his it. character. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's about Neil Cassidy um, and his uh, indecision in life as he struggles with the girl um, that he is currently seeing um, attempting suicide, basically. And it follows him around as he, you know, aimlessly wanders from place to place and person to person type thing with with very little common thread aside from uh his friend keanu reeves who is a drunk and very minimally adrian brody which was a tremendous disappointment well brody is great in it oh brody's great in the movie don't get me wrong but he is relegated to a very minor role yeah i would say they're probably like you could split this movie into three acts could you where he the, the first act is him with uh Joan. I guess you could Joan is his true love. Sure. And she attempts suicide and he kinda suffers with it. Okay, so end the end of act dis- one yeah, he she tries to himself. commit suicide. Okay. And then act two he explains his previous relationship with a sixteen year old girl. Cherry Mary. Ch- Mary Mary Cherry. Yeah, one of the other. <laughs> and uh Mary Berry. <laughs> Ooh, I wish. Yeah, seriously. There would have been a lot more pastries in this episode. <laughs> uh, and then Act Three is his reuniting with uh, Jean, whatever her name jo- was, Joan, Jean, Joan. <laughs> his short-lived reunion with <laughs> yeah. Joan. And his uh, his massive fuck up as he yes. uh, he's supposed to go get a suit for a job interview and be right back to his, to his love Joan, but he gets massively distracted in a very cringeworthy sequence. Yeah, that goes on for far too long. Yes, probably. Uh, all started by Keanu Reeves, who was actually great in this movie. I will yeah. say. And Greg mentioned it when we were watching the movie. It's like mm-hmm. it's sort of a weird role for Keanu. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, I mean, I what I know Keanu as is somebody who's pretty much like silent and mysterious. Whoa. Or Bill and Ted. 
where he's just like a dummy and he's a stoner. This one, he was he was just pretty much a normal guy, and he played a normal guy well. Yeah, and uh, he wa- and he, he wasn't likable. No, at for the all. most part, he's in the beginning. He was just kind of a, a pal, but later he just becomes. He's certainly a very terrible guy. Um, and he he played it well. Good on you, Keanu. It yeah, was a, it was a surprising turn for usually the leading man, Keanu, um, to to be sort of a side guy. Yeah, I will say I think he was the best actor. You think he stole the show? Yes. I, you know, actually, I would say that Adrian stole the show, and that's not because this is the Adrian Brody podcast, but because Adrian's character, despite being in only two scenes, was the best part of this movie. Well, let, let's go into the the Brody siding, the Brode code. What was the what was the Brode code for this one? Well, kind of late. It was like fifteen fifteen fifty five. Man, so middle of the first act, basically. I mean, this is a ninety minute movie, so yeah. Like, so essentially, uh, Tom Jane is uh, he's upset. He's he's trying to get over Joan, right? And Brody just shows up at his place out of the blue to surprise him with a loaf of bread. Yeah, a loaf from a, a from a a quote fat woman, right? Is the fat lady? Yeah, he tells the story mm-hmm. how he rescues a cat from not a tree but a corrugated metal roof. Yes, it's like it, I think it's what like the ones they have in Queens. Is it like those corrugated like the... is like a wavy like tin type thing oh oh i thought it was like it's not like an awning above a stoop it's a it's a roof a roof i thought it was i don't know yeah i know i remember the word corrugated i definitely remember corrugated metal yeah i think it's just like a cheap roof right yeah it's like it's it's like the i'm making hand movements here as well Mm -hmm. in a wave sort of yeah i hold it back to the queen's point birdie would certainly know how to rescue a cat in queens it's true that's where he was born and raised represent we were all born Queens. and raised. <laughs> Queens is life. Queens. Queens is love. Uh, anyway, yeah, Brody comes out. He's in full force. Like, he tells this story. He's very animated when he tells the story about saving the cat. And it's it's very enjoyable to watch. He's got, you know, he's he's looking a little bit different from the last couple roles. He's, he's definitely, he's lost the goatee, mm-hmm. which... Yes. Um, was i don't know probably more for the period than it was for the look um this is supposed to take place in the in the 40s or 50s i think um so yeah 40s i don't know how many goatees were running around in the 40s but it's possible i suppose um he's got he's got glasses i i think you had mentioned greg that this character was allegedly modeled after alan ginsburg i saw that in a couple uh couple little googles there i mean it makes sense for the beat period um, but his character's name is Ben. It's not Alan. It's, uh, it's, it's a, not it's Ginsburg. One, it's one red flag. <laughs> yeah. But he, I, from my little knowledge of Alan Ginsburg, I think he kind of looks like him. From okay. seeing photos of James Franco as Alan Ginsburg <laughs> in Howl a Memoir, whatever oh. that movie's called, <laughs> okay. he looks like him. Well, I think that settles it. Uh, yeah. Adrian Brody's character based off Alan Ginsburg, yes. according to Greg's knowledge of James Franco. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's let's go on to is is it a good movie? Just in general, Brody withstanding. Is it a good movie? Man, I this was a tough one for me, just because like the I I appreciated this like the stylistic, um, like the construction of the movie. I felt like it was like really slick and it was well 
shot and well edited and all that sort of stuff but i did feel like it was a lot of a lot of flash for not a lot of substance it's like sort of thing it it just it didn't really go anywhere and i suppose that's maybe maybe like a, a relic of the the sort of beat like style of storytelling kind of which is about like you know wanderlust or whatever i assume but i didn't <laughs> i didn't really understand what it was trying to do aside from be pretty like look pretty you know yeah well i mean back to you said you like the editing uh, i love the editing yeah it was it was yeah, beautiful it was jarring it was kind of all over the place but you know with a purpose but I have a quick question. Does anybody know what the Beat Generation was actually about? <laughs> I, I really I don't. It's just I, counterculture, right? I. What, what do you mean, just counterculture? But I, I remember the name <laughs> Jack Kerouac, and that's basically and Allen Ginsberg. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and James Franco. Yeah, now. yeah, James. Yeah. I was just major curious. figure of the Beat Generation. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just pretty much people going against like the grain, and like exploring sexuality and taking lots of drugs and you know traveling places yeah i mean it said at the end that it was like man we must sound like really young people i assume from <laughs> like, what the fuck is the, the beach generation <laughs> but they, like, why weren't we around yeah, in the I 40s don't, i don't get it I, they said that at the end it was like you know he became one of the guys with like ken kesey or, and the and like the electric kool-aid acid cool test kool-aid tester yeah i know that the words acid electric and kool-aid were in there somewhere um and he you know like they rode around on that bus right and they like gave people acid or whatever the fuck they did so your assessment sounds just about right Goldberg, Great. I assume. thank you that, that i just pulled that out of my ass but <laughs> it sounded real to me i don't know i <laughs> uh, yeah back to i don't know if i said this right the it. editing uh yeah it was all over the place because that's where his mind was. You know, his mind was Neil, – Neil's mind is all over the place. So we have another, uh, yet another instance of impressionistic filmmaking. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. But I do agree. I don't think the film really went anywhere, and that was probably the purpose. You know, it's like all about wanderlust and, you know, life doesn't have any direction and we have no purpose. I I have, uh, like, maybe a couple small issues with this movie, but overall I really liked it. I don't know the parts that you were awake for. Yeah, for the, outside of the outside of the, outside of the eighty-five minutes that I was past PTFO, <laughs> but I, I really I did not like the scene when um, when Thomas Jane's character is talking to the sixteen-year-old girl on the phone. Oh, near the end. And Keanu near the end. I think that that slowed the movie down to a halt. The whole movie, it's moving very quickly it's cutting it's cross-cutting between different timelines you're kind of trying to figure out what's happening that brought the movie to a screeching halt which i think you know it has its purpose he's in jail he ends up being in jail for two weeks he he's always moving and that's the time he cannot move and he's stuck because he is, feels an obligation to his friend you know a couple other reasons but over everything outside of that i just i, I liked how i was kind of always trying to figure out what was going on there are always interesting things with the editing I think he did a great job as an actor. Thomas uh, Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah, I thought he was he was always kind of a little all over the place, um, but he, he played the character well. Yeah, I, I agree. I will say the acting from everyone in this movie was, was pretty spot on. You know, Thomas Jane definitely uh, was great. Mm -hmm. and, and it does... It does definitely take the more of the character study route. Like, and I, yes. I tend to like those kind of things where it's it's kind of a slice of life 
more than anything else of it's you know maybe less than a year maybe like i don't know maybe a couple months uh but it's pretty much it's pretty much the the three time periods are when or he's dating her yeah then she commits suicide or tries to commit suicide and then he's recovering and then he sees her again maybe i don't know yeah and maybe it's a little longer well because there's that flashback sequence but it it, the flashback sequence doesn't flash back too far back as far as i can tell with yeah with uh mary cherry cherry mary Mary Berry. Yeah. Well, oh, right, right. how long ago was that? Like, when it, when does he date her in regards to when he said that was after like, he leaves Joan? No, I think that was before. Yeah, I assumed it was before. He. So I. What I think the timeline goes is like. So he dates. He he's in a jail of some kind in New Mexico. He gets out of jail, meets Cherry Mary. They date briefly. He moves away or stops talking to her he meets joan they date she attempts to commit she attempts suicide and then most of the plot happens like sort of around that's at least that was what i got out of it yeah me as well but i will say it was not super clear no i I mean it's it like greg said i mean it's jumping from place to place and time to time all like very often so it's kind of a hard one to follow yeah oh and one other thing I love the intro, and they closed it out the same way. But it was black and white. Oh, this they, I have the title. The title cards, you mean? Yeah, the title sequence. It was black and white. They're playing sweet, kind of improvised jazz. He was just jumping around. The camera was moving super fluidly, um, and then it end. The end of the intro sequence is when he starts typing the letter, and the movie ends with him finishing the letter. Um, but I, I love the music throughout the movie, and mm. I think the music was. I mean, I guess it's it's perfect for the time I don't really know but it's perfect for the movie and the camera is always very fluid the story's fluid and the music is always feels improvised and I think that blends very well with both the story and with the editing which yeah. I, that that's my that was my favorite thing about it the music the music and how the music seemed perfect for the time and the editing and the story I mean I agree 100% that the music was spot on in every every use that they every time they deployed it I mean there's a one sort of weird like scene where he he and Cherry Mary are you know canoodling for the first time or whatever and they have this like some of the lyrics were like they're they're placed there as sort of like counterscoring but the like the music itself sounds at odds kind of with what's happening I feel like but the lyrics even though they're not talking about what's happening on screen sort of like aptly describe what's happening on scene it was that was really interesting and the music supervisor did a yeah, great job yeah that's sure. what we should talk to them how do you you know how they came up with that hmm. that was great uh, let's bring it back to to Broad you know, how please does, how please. does he impact the movie I think I think he did a great job I think you guys both hit the nail on the head I mean he has he has two scenes but he Knocks out of the park. Um, I, w- I wish he had more. He, 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 yeah. he was a great character. I, I thought he was going to come in at the end to kind of save the day. And, Same and, here. and on one hand, you know, I think that would have been fitting. He would have been in, in each act. I guess, right. I guess he was pretty much only in the second act. Oh, he was in the, the, like, I mean, he was in the middle of the first and then the middle of the second kind of as okay. in sort of like a weird throwaway scene almost like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I want to get back to that scene later. With the football. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was bizarre. Um, Oh, also, Brody's character, uh, they kind of just bring up a couple random times that he's gay. 
but and like, has a crush on. Yeah, it's it's like not totally Thomas Jane. I mean, sure. Does he have a crush? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's implied, and I also read that in the New York Times little oh. write up about it. So okay. I assume that most people assume that that's right. I mean, he compliments his ass like twice in both scenes. Well, and he and he also says like, "You can touch me." And he's like, oh, just kidding, you know, kind of. He's like, oh, he says, you can pin, like, pin me up or something like that. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm not asking for sex. Right. He takes off his like, pants. Yeah. yeah, it's a shot of him without his pants on. So, Which is great to see. Love Adrian in all forms. <laughs> Adrian, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let that one hang it's there. just Adam speaking for himself. <laughs> Everyone's I mean, we love it. you, but. No, yeah, man, he was looking good. He was looking good. Pants, no pants, sweater, glasses. Dude was on point. Yeah, for sure. Definitely made the movie. I mean, it. it yeah, he made the movie better. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think so. I yes. we, and I think we all agree. We wish there was more of him in this movie. Yeah. I, th- I do think that it was also kind of weird that he didn't show up at the at like at least in the third act at all. Yeah, like it. It feels like there was a scene cut, but but I. It wouldn't surprise me if it was purposeful because of the way this movie is structured. That, like, you know, he's just in and out of people's lives. And that kind of thing. That's fair. I... Yeah. Um, I want to kind of take this back out into Adrian's overall career. However, Greg, you said you wanted to discuss more of the, the football scene. Like oh, a, um, when we get time. the best scene. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. So back... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> Adrian's uh, overall growth. Um, I think this was this was great for him. I agree. This I agree wholeheartedly. Really positive direction. You know, this is like a kind of an indie drama, like kind of bizarre film, uh, and he he killed it. I mean, it's not to say that Bullet wasn't an indie drama bizarre film, <laughs> but this yeah. was. I think this one was a little bit more of a professional outing. Yeah, I think Bullet reminded me more of like a B movie or like a made for TV type thing. Yeah, and and this is like more of like a typical indie film. When you right. when, you, when yeah. you think of an indie film, this is for sure. Well, and I feel like you fits I mean, the category. Like, anytime that Brody gets to share the screen with a, you know, I mean, Thomas Jane might not be, he's not Tom Cruise, but he's like a recognizable actor. I mean, he's done things. Like he's a he's a good actor. He he, he, he demonstrated his, it in this movie. He wants his children back. Right. The the arrested development. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Shit. Uh, and I I think any time that Brody can just like share the screen with someone who is like established and really you know is respected in the industry, I feel like is is always going to be positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to mention he has great chemistry with Thomas Jane. He here's this established actor and he just comes in and they have perfect chemistry. Yeah, that's uh, that mm-hmm. scene was entirely natural. It was, yeah. it was really well done. Yeah, even though his character is a little bit over the top, he he really he really like you know parks it in reality. Parks. Yeah. He yeah. really like places yeah. it in reality. He, I mean, you know, his the character was histrionic. I feel like, but mm-hmm. it but purposefully so. I felt yeah. like because it sort of you know it showed who he was as a as a dude, just kind of like this weird sort of like grandiose kind of guy. Yeah, and a good friend. Yeah. Let's him borrow his suit, or they share a suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brings brings bread. Yeah, it's a dope guy. Yeah, um, we can go to his. I think we we kind of skipped this one, which is my fault. But Adrian line of the week. Oh, oh the yeah. line of the week. I yeah, think I, you got one, Spencer. I think I. I you'd, think you'd called it out when we were watching. I mean, 
I had a couple like the, oh. in the scenes that he had he had a couple great lines but I think the one that really stood out to me the most was it's and it's partially maybe it's a combination of the line the delivery and the angle of the shot <laughs> but it's it, so it's part of the football scene when oh. when Adrian is um he he asks uh Thomas Jane kind of like meekly can I be quarterback this time <laughs> and, and uh you see like Thomas Jane like bends over and Adrian like checks out Thomas Jane's butt and then says like this is my favorite part <laughs> and then puts his hands underneath to, to receive the snap I think that was the best just because it was like what on earth is this why is this going on and it was it was fun I liked it I agree that was that was very funny we, we all had a had a laugh at that a laugh Greg, um, when he says sustenance, brother, yeah, that, that was mine. <laughs> he, that was a good one too. Adrian brings the bread. I don't remember exactly the chain of events, um, but Adrian just looks at Thomas Jane and says, "Sustenance, brother." <laughs> it's just, just, it's, it's golden. I think that that one's gonna, you know, be in our vernacular going forward. <laughs> sustenance, brother. It was so cool too. Yeah, he Adrian, was... he's so cool. Yeah, and that was a good looking loaf of bread. It was. Well, they had those nice shots. It was like, uh, you know, like an uh, an, Edgar, an Edgar Wright close-up of the bread <laughs> yeah. and then the coffee and then there's that oh, fresh yeah. cough pour. Oh, mm. I mean, Man, it's, I'm, it's I'm, late at night, but I wanted some coffee at that I'm, moment. I'm dying for some cough and yeah. a, a little bit of bread. Nice Ooh. little loaf. Mm. Well, with butter, too. They're spreading that butter all mm. over it. Oh, man. Mm. God. Bro, what, what a line. That, that was going to be my line as well. Sustenance, brother. Nice. It's a great one. Yeah. Oh, so cool. It was like that. That whole scene was just like jam packed of like Adrian, Adrian gems. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the definitive list. I feel like we're all gonna change our list this week, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I actually, you know, this one, for me anyway, this is going in the three in the top three. I think pretty, pretty easily. I think this actually slides um, this slides into the number two spot for mm. me above King of the Hill. Mm. Oh. Boy Who and Cried Bitch is still number one, but huh. but King of the Hill goes to three, and the last time I committed suicide sneaks into the number two spot. Interesting. Um, I'm going to say this is number two as well. Oh, However, my, well. my list is different from yours. Uh, okay. King of the Hill is still number one. For me, okay. Uh, if this had, I think if we saw more of Brody in this one, uh, I think it would have been number one. But just for the sheer lack of Brody scenes, I I can't put it as my number one. I agree. Uh, but three, I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do Bullet. <laughs> what? What? I think I had Bullet as three last week. Did you? I, I think know. I did too. Yeah. Man, I'm no more boy who cried bitch. You know that's that's young Brody. Yeah, wow. he he had one good scene in that, and it was a great scene. You know, you you know I know that, but you know I know. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I do know you know. You know, that. you know you guys know that as well. Yeah, he talks about that <laughs> scene all the time. I know you know that I know that you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it it wasn't enough. You know, that's just that one scene in that movie. That's it's gone. Mm, that's and uh, fair. my least favorite, obviously, is Natural Born Killers. You know. Oh, that hasn't changed. Are we doing that yet? Wait, wait. I I'm, gotta go. I'm sorry, Greg. I, I jumped the gun on that one. That's okay. Jeez. Three. Boy, <laughs> cred bitch. 
Yeah. Two, I'm throwing this movie. Oh! I'm, I'm, I'm liking this movie. I like Brody. <laughs> Love him. Number one, King of the Hill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Greg and I's lists are more or less the same, except for no, one and three. One and three inverted. Yeah, get, get out of here. Not the same. I, I said more or less the same. Less. Less. It's definitely less than <laughs> <it is> more. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. All right. I mean, now, now can we go to the natural born killers being the worst one? We all <laughs> consistently. Okay, for great. Sure. We're, we're still all in agreement on that. I... Can we change the name of this podcast to <laughs> Natural Born Killers Fucking Sucks and then other Adrian Brody movies? Yeah. <laughs> Brodycast except Natural Born Killers is terrible. and It's a steaming uh, pile of I'm trash. still <laughs> so mad that we watched that stupid fucking movie. The next, the sequel to this podcast will be Natural Born Killers and other movies Adrian Brody's not in. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd hope so. Dude, or, or we could do uh, you know, Worst Idea of All Time. No, don't even, don't even, don't, don't even, even continue. Utter this sentence. <laughs> I know what's coming out of your mouth. Okay, I'll stop. And it's blasphemy. I'm, I'm done. Uh, okay, Greg, mm. your favorite Brody scene? Favorite Brody scene is definitely that football scene. It's just like <laughs> it, 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 the, the line Spencer said before, just when the ball gets thrown and Brody doesn't catch it, but it like kind of hits him in the hands and then he like lands on the ground with well, it and and then lands the oh, that, was, <laughs> that, like that, that scene made no that. it was pretty much like the football scenes from the room but yeah, yeah, but it was exactly. it was shot a little better it still made no sense but it was just so enjoyable brody was just as happy as he can be well it's one of my it's it, it is rivaling the king of the hill scene wow. which has consistently wow, been my yeah. favorite and i mean i think it's important to point out that brody is like decked out in like a sort of like a chunky sweater like khaki pants and like gloves not even like Those not gloves. like football gloves like mittens like they're they're like knit mittens that your grandma gives you for you know hanukkah or i assume or whatever you get at hanukkah i don't know I'm not mittens not yeah, mittens get, well, like, the occasional mitten you get mittens okay well it, why is he wearing the mittens yeah, yeah you can't catch a football with mittens i was so thrown off by this that scene was awesome and it had no, it like did not fit in the movie at all but it was great. And it, yeah, it sort of was like a continuation almost, right? Like, what was he talking about? Thomas Jane was like trying to, he was talking to Adrian about his co worker. Yes. Who, uh, who had a daughter. Whose daughter like lived in California, but they still wrote to each other every week. I think part of the reason I liked so much, I think I woke up the very beginning of the <laughs> and it was just like, it was such a treat. <laughs> oh my God. <coughs> You're right. Good God. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I'm okay though. <laughs> Thank are, God. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Um, I I'm gonna say my favorite scene, and this is gonna shock oh my both God. of you, was uh, the scene where he's telling the story about the cat. It doesn't shock me. There are only like two scenes he was. In. <laughs> but that was a good. That was a good scene. Yeah. Well, I'm good changing pick. it. Good pick. Um, I I absolutely loved the way he told that story. I yeah, loved. Was... He like kept on. Like taking mental breaks, like he, it seems like he got other thoughts in his head, but he kept kept on going back to the story. It was, it was wonderful. It's almost like that story is like a metaphor for the entire movie, where it's yes. just like it kind of like <laughs> took a bunch of breaks, didn't really go anywhere. You realize that he never described, like, never explained how or what happened after he saw the cat on the roof. 
Right, but the way he set the scene was was wonderful. Wait, is it like if it's like the if it's a metaphor for the movie? Who's the cat? Well, I guess a metaphor doesn't need. You're the cat. I don't Greg. know if it's like a one to one type I, thing. The thing that I liked in this scene, I liked in that scene was uh, when it, you do notice if it is supposed to be Ginsburg, you notice that he's like storytelling, mm. like Goldberg yeah. would say, and he says. Oh, if I wanted to go Americana, I would have said he, the cat was in a tree. But yes. It was on some corrugated metal that. roof, which right. is like, which is a funny thing to say. Um, he's just saying to his friend, he can say whatever the hell he wants, but he's, you know, he's, he's like, I could have lied to you. Right. But... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going with Greg football scene for me. <laughs> it was right. so funny. <laughs> and he like it, the ball, when he like presumably catches the ball, it sort of just like hits him in the hands and he has this very confused sort of look and then they like flash and he's just on the ground and the <laughs> ball he's like cradling the ball in his hands. One of the best edits I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. <laughs> it just is like how do we make it look like Adrian caught this football and it leads me to question can Adrian not catch footballs or I don't know. I well I mean can Adrian as Allen Ginsberg no, no, catch Adrian. a football? I think Adrian can catch a football. You grow up in Queens, you have to be able to catch a football, you right? You just play basketball. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I would assume. I mean, I don't know. Catching a football is kind of hard. It's a weird But shape. then why wouldn't they just yeah. redo the shot? Maybe like, they where, saw... Where he kind of looks like, like... Maybe they saw the gold that they had and was like, this is <laughs> yeah, this is going to be hilarious. I agree with that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. They're I mean... Just, they, were, they were like, people are going to talk about this in a pod one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We have to leave it in <laughs> for the boys. Well, we thank you, yeah. filmmakers, for leaving it in. Yes. That was, was an, just an epic scene. Yeah. You know, look at this. We we have two epic scenes. This movie makes it into the, the our top three lists. I think this was a great week, and I'm really excited for uh, Brody's next couple of films. You know, I'm excited in the direction he's heading. What do we have next? That's later. That's, later. That's the last part of the podcast, Spencer. <sighs> don't do this out of order, please. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm so excited. Killing I'm yeah. so killing excited. Us. Yeah. Well, um, if we do want to move on to the next step, uh, Greg, would you like to enlighten us with our Brody quote? Yes. So this isn't so much as a as a quote this week, but it's a, an article about Brody from 2009. Ooh. From the Daily New, New York Daily News. <laughs> okay. It's it's related to a photo. That's has Brody next to Keanu Reeves. Oh. The headline is Were Keanu Reeves and Adrian Brody separated at birth? What? Now, if you can Google that headline and you'll see the two of them together. In right 2009, now. they both have a goatee beard and long shaggy hair and are both wearing Toyota racing shirts. Now, I'm going to read this article. Okay. It's not really an article, it's about like a paragraph of two sentences. Yeah. Are we 100% sure that Keanu Reeves and Adrian Brody aren't related? The guys shared a mutual love of scraggly locks, facial hair, and need for speed Tuesday <laughs> as they prepped for the Toyota Pro Celebrity Car Race in Long Beach, California. We love that Brody stitched Bad Boy Brody onto his racing duds. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. Maybe his twin should have followed suit with Car Crazy Keanu. <laughs> this may be the greatest. How many sentences do we have here? The greatest four sentences in a row ever created in human that's, history. That's pretty good. Eat that, Shakespeare. Dude, this was written by... And, I don't know, Euripides or some shit. Who else, <laughs> who else writes? Yeah, other writers. 
what's his name? John Grisham. He was a writer, right? Yeah, yeah. He 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 did words. He, he Tom Clancy. He, he, he wordsed. Yeah. <laughs> Man, look at that picture too. Yeah, it's it's a pretty epic. Picture. Wow. Then you know, Man, they don't, you gotta see this picture. You really do. This is this is gonna be your future yeah. podcast where we just say, <laughs> "Oh my god, we can't even yeah. describe." You gotta see this. You gotta see it. Yeah. I wish you were seeing this right now. <laughs> Whoa. That's what I, we gotta do. We gotta do that with like sports. Yeah. You won't even believe this yeah. highlight the yeah. catch that he made. It's yeah. indescribable. <laughs> it would be it would be you to all look at this picture. But actually, yes, yeah, though, Google it's were Keanu Reeves and Adrian Brody separated at birth. Wait, another thing I just noticed. <laughs> oh my goodness, this I'm, is I'm, terrible. I'm waiting. What? They misspelled Adrian's name in the headline. What? They spelled, it, they spelled it with an A. In the first sentence, they spelled it correctly with an E. We got to reach out to the Daily News. Oh, my God. They're going to have to correct this article. Yeah. You should reach out to Brody. <laughs> exactly. Get your people on this. So, if you're Googling it, it's where Keanu Reeves and Adrian Brody separated at birth, but the Adrian needs to have an A-D-R-I-A-N, which we right. all know is incorrect. Yes. Greg, you know what? That's a, that's a great find this week. Hey. That is. Oh, my God. Are there um, multiple pictures of them? On this race, tr- oh wow, there are. Look nice. at this. I wish you could see well, this. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, even I can't see this. I don't, at, I don't know what you're looking at, Spencer. There, this must have taken place over multiple days or even years, possibly, because <laughs> Adrian Brody, like, look at in one in one of these shots. He has, I, I, we can't look at. It. He has a full beard. We can't even see, and we're yeah. not on the pod. You guys are right. They probably do. They they probably do the this race every year. You know, I think this they is must. something we can explore in in future podcasts down the line. This could be like a, a running theme. Man, look at Adrian the, Brody and Keanu yeah, Reeves are friends. Again, can't can't look at it. Yeah, you think they're like? <laughs> man, they're like best buds. Hopefully, I mean they didn't have a scene together in in this movie. But no, I wish no. they did though. That's a good yeah. point. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Have they ever been in a that's movie? For, that's like, for the sequel. In, the last uh, time I committed suicide too. The second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second time. The second of the penultimate time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, next week, we've got Six Ways to Sunday, which oh, is six a... Six Ways to Commit Suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a crime drama. Ooh. Uh, Brody plays I, what I presume it's a gangster or some something to do oh, with the wait, gangster. Wait, what's the assuming that? Or? Well, no, I'm looking at the, the description of his character, and it says a... Oh yes, no, you know I'm I'm right. It says Harold's gangster friend. Ooh. What's his name? His name is Arnie. Mm. Close to Adrian. Yeah, I, it starts with the yeah. same letter. I mean, we, we've <laughs> seen. <laughs> there's we, an N. <laughs> we've seen Brody as a, more or less as a gangster before. Less, less. So um, hopefully he he brings something new to the table. Yeah. What are you for, gangster and? Wasn't in, in, in Ten Benny? Benny right? It wasn't like a, a pure gangster, but he was kind of like that, that type of character. He was a wannabe gangster, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in in Bullet, he was certainly an accomplice to a bunch of gangsters. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He he was more or less like a hustler and king of the hill, with a, with a good heart, but heart of gold. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's it'll, the, it'll what's the year on that? Oh, great question, Spencer. It is still 1997. Okay. So, and then the the week after that, what's the it's next one? Still 1997, The Undertaker's Wedding. And then, then TRL. Ooh. And then Redline. Man, I'm so excited to see yeah. that movie again. You got on Blu-ray. 
And in surround sound, yeah, you guys aren't even gonna know what hit you. Well, yeah, come well, on over we, to watch what hit us. They'll, it'll be just the same for Adam. You've never seen that movie, right? No, I've never seen it. Shoot us an email at birdiecastpod at gmail.com if you want to come watch with us. Seriously, yeah. we, we invite any and all takers. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on our journey through the last time I committed suicide. It's, it's been a, it's been a great ride. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this late night excursion yeah, into the, the latest we've ever recorded this podcast. Oh my god! In the into the depths of of the Brody archives, <laughs> and we emerge better for it. Unscathed, unscathed. I feel like we emerged with with new knowledge and profound yeah. insight about who we are as human beings. I feel way better now than I did two hours ago. That's good. Great, Brody cures. Either that, either that or the nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nap was really, was really clear. I had a little bit of headache before that. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, well. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. <laughs>